0: Hello there and welcome to the song ranting podcast where I take questions from my mailing list, social media, as well as my private clients and students and do my best to be of service in the realm of songwriting. So all things songwriting. This episode is the fourth in a series of five live streams I did on YouTube at the beginning of the year. And they're all based on the top five biggest struggles that musicians face when writing songs. And this is all based on the feedback that I've received from everybody from my mailing list, social media, et cetera. So in today's video, I'll be diving into the topic of writer's block. And specifically, I wanna offer three different approaches to overcome the dreaded block, including one, finding motivation despite a lack of ideas, two, maintaining inspiration, and three, ways of taking the pressure off of yourself. And if you're looking to go even further with addressing your writer's block, I wanna point you towards my free songwriting checklist. This is just a simple PDF that was designed to help you stay in the moment with the creative process. So it's not overly complicated. It's just a list of simple steps that you can take to go from having full on writer's block to flushing out some really cool musical ideas in the next. 10 to 15 minutes, give or take, and it serves as a companion to everything I'm going to be talking about on this episode. So if you're interested, you can grab that for free at fastermusiccreation.mykajabi.com slash song ranting. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can just find it at the link in the description below. All right, let's get into it. And I am live once again. Hello. Welcome. Happy Thursday. It's Thursday, right? Yes. It's Thursday, and it is day number four of this songwriting live stream series that I've been doing all week. Um, Just been taking a single topic uh, and just addressing it, and offering a few of my own personal experiences with it, and things that I've figured out um, how to deal with. You know, writing lyrics, melody, uh, dealing with you know the whole concept of originality. And today we're going to be discussing everything surrounding writer's block. So there's a couple of different ways to look at some people see it as a lack of motivation. Some other people think that it's about waiting for inspiration to strike. And I'm gonna talk about all of that today. Um, Just to preface everything, though, it's all about taking a specific action, right to get started, because you can't really just you know, doubt yourself or wait for inspiration to happen either. It's all about just starting, so I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Like I had mentioned before, right? the whole waiting for inspiration to happen thing, um, it is a very real thing. it's a very real thing that happens, and i I, I love it when it happens. It's just you know I'll be doing the dishes or taking out the trash or going for a walk or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, you get that idea. And I love those moments. Those moments are basically what I live for as a writer because they lead to really interesting places. But a common misconception is that's the only way that you can write music. Um, which is not true. I'm sure plenty of you have seen professional songwriters out there and they might have talked about specific things they do to start the writing process. And they follow a certain set of rules as well, which is a little bit different from what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm not necessarily going to be talking about writing like hit songs or anything like that. Um, Just about writing music that you want to hear. So the thing with inspiration, right? the the order gets messed up in a lot of people's heads, where they think, you know, if I get inspired, then I'll be motivated to take some action. When in reality, you can flip that around and just start by taking action, which will prompt you to be more motivated to continue, and that will ultimately lead to inspiration. So in, in other words, take action, That'll create the momentum, the motivation to lead to inspiration. And this is where that checklist I was talking about earlier comes into play, too, because if you follow those steps, it's really gonna get you onto that path. It's not meant to be a thing where like you're not consciously thinking about everything throughout the process, but you are consciously taking an action in the beginning to get you started. It's like a you know, like a jump start. So with that in mind, I wanna talk about some conscious things that you can do to kickstart this process right now. So <clears throat> I've got a few things listed here and these are all based on my own experience. A Couple that I haven't tried out yet, but I am really you know, looking forward to trying it. I just haven't you know, taken the time to do it it's just because everything else that I do has been working. But one of these days I wanna try a couple of these things uh, just to get a different perspective. But anyway, here they are. <phone rings> So number one, play a different instrument than the one that you normally use. Okay. For example, I am a guitar player. I've been playing guitar for 26 years. Gross. (laughs) I just did the math in my head. So I guess I'm old. Uh, But yeah, so I've been playing guitar for a really long time. That's my primary instrument. And um I do play other instruments, but that's definitely, you know, the most experience that I have as far as instruments go. And if I ever get into a a state where I feel like I'm playing the same stuff or the ideas just aren't coming, or I feel like I'm writing the same things over and over again, then I will grab a different instrument. Um, I have a bass and though I could, you know, play with a pick and play the bass as if I was playing it like a guitar. Um, I tend to not do that at all because I want to limit myself on a a technical level, right. To be able to come up with some new ideas. Um, And this happened by accident. I started just working on my finger technique, just plucking. Right. And as a result, there was a lot of stuff that I couldn't do while I was just working on my technique. I think I was just sitting on the couch, just fiddling with a a few things. And then, After a while, some stuff came out that I really, really liked. And it wound up actually being on a song that I'm really, really, really happy with. And again, those parts wouldn't have happened if I had stayed on the instrument that I always play, because the more that your hands know the instrument, right, the more that they will tend to um, play similar things, patterns, scales, shapes, whatnot. So I highly recommend starting by grabbing an instrument you don't know how to play very well and start there. If you're a singer and you don't play guitar, start plucking at the strings, right? Or if you don't play piano, if you're like me and you can only, you know, play one finger at a time, do that. I've come up with melodies that way and I love it because it like it it builds in this this limitation that you have to creatively you know, fight your way out of it. Gives you a creative problem to solve. It's also great because because there's that limitation, right? You you are limited in your options because it's like, oh, I can only play one note at a time. So how do I make this sound interesting to myself, right? Like, how do I get this to sound like something that I like? I even approach it from the 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 mindset of like, how do I make this into something that I don't hate? <laughs> um, whatever works for you. So. That's what I recommend is just starting with a different instrument. That said, to kind of add to that, if you play an instrument, what I recommend is trying to play it upside down. Um, I am left-handed, so I play a left-handed guitar. And for all of you lefties out there, you'll know that if you have a friend who has a guitar, chances, chances are it's not going to be left-handed. Most people on this planet have right-handed guitars. Anytime I would go to a friend's house or anything like that, and there'd be a guitar there, it would always be right-handed. So I would start to try to figure out how to play stuff, just flipping the guitar upside down. And um, I remember one time in particular, I was trying to learn an Incubus song. uh, Was it Wish You Were Here? And if you're familiar with that song at all, there's a lot of open strings involved with it. So... I was trying to figure out how to do this and I knew, well, I can get the open strings in there. No problem. So all I had to do was figure out a couple of different notes, which forced me to learn a completely new hand shape, which was really cool. I had never thought of it like that before. And what was even cooler is when I went back and brought that new hand shape to my left handed guitar, I started playing different things and it just, it expanded my playing a little bit, which is really cool. And added to a lot of creative ideas down the road, which was awesome. It's just kind of like totally not expecting it, but it's because I uh, I looked at the guitar in a completely different way, literally, right? <laughs> literally and figuratively. So try that out. You know, if if you you know are right-handed, try to play your guitar left-handed. You'll feel like a, a beginner like all over again. And um, it's especially handy if you're a teacher as well. Just kind of. Helps you get in touch with that uh, beginner's beginner's uh, perspective again. So that's what I recommend. That's a great one. Another thing that you can do is, let's say you have a melody that you wrote, or a riff, or any kind of you know melodic line, right? But you don't know where to take it. You don't know what where it should go. You're just kind of stuck with it. A thing I like to do, I discovered this more recently, was figure out how to play the riff backwards. Or you can even just like take the riff apart and change the order of the notes as they occurred in the original riff. And once again, you're changing your perspective on, on how you see it. And it can lead to going down a rabbit hole and just chasing a bunch of different ideas. Actually, I, I was writing a song and I had one riff. And then I think I was recording it, I was like step recording it. So it was one little section and I just kept playing and playing and playing and playing. And I wound up playing like the the second half of the riff, right? It caught the second half of the riff. And then I recorded the first part too. Let me, let me try to make that make more sense. So if you use Logic Pro, you'll know that like when you record things again and again and again, it'll put things into a take folder and this was a two-part riff. There was like an A section and a B section. So I was recording the A section and the B section, but I was only concerned about getting that B section. So I was playing the A section just to get into the flow as I recorded the B section. What I didn't realize is I was recording both at the same time. And then when I started you know, putting the riff in different places, instead of having the A section where I thought it was going to be before, I started with the B section and then it was followed by the A section, which gave it a completely different feel. And it just so happened to work at the time. Hopefully that makes sense. Maybe if anybody's confused by that, just let me know in the comments and I'll I'll post an example later. But <clears throat> my whole point is that playing the riff backwards can just give you a whole new perspective on what you wrote and can um, has the potential to help you to explore different places creatively. Um, Another thing that you can do, and this is something I like doing too, is just going outside of, you know, traditional musical influences as far as getting ideas from. And I I touched on this yesterday in my uh, live stream on originality. So if you happen to have watched that already, I might be repeating a couple of things. So just bear with me, but it it's worth repeating because it ties in with everything else. But basically let's say you have a picture that you took of something, right? You have, you took a photo or you painted a picture, a great way to kind of like challenge your creativity would be, okay, so what, what does this sound like? What kind of music would fit this imagery, right? Or maybe you just paint a picture, right? And then while the ideas are still fresh, you could do that. It's like, paint the picture of whatever it's going to be. And then as you're doing it, start thinking about, well, what would this sound like? Or what, what, you know, what moods, what what colors can I, you know, incorporate into this? And, um, it's a technique that I think I heard faith no more doing. It was either a painting or they talked about writing a scene in a movie. Yeah. They were talking about writing a scene in a movie. And then writing the score for that scene. So basically, they they mapped out this this movie scene and then wrote the music for that scene, which is to me is like brilliant. I that is not I haven't done that yet. I I really am looking forward to doing that when I have more time. But I highly recommend you try that out too. Just write your own movie or your own movie scene or your you know whatever it's going to be, and then write the score for it. And as I mentioned yesterday, you could do things like put on a movie at home and then mute it and just observe what's going on on the screen and just start to ask yourself, well, what is the soundtrack that I would write to fit what's going on on screen? That, that can be a a super helpful way just to get into a different kind of mindset. I've gone to the movie theater and wound up coming up with something based off of the, um, you know, the end credits music, there was some orchestrated stuff that was happening during the end credits and that gave me an idea. So I'm like trying to, you know, subtly hum it into my phone while people are around me. And it's like, do what you gotta do. But that's super helpful. But another thing too, like other um, non-musical examples to go from, right? Because a lot of us, generally speaking, tend to write from this whole perspective of like, you know, these bands are what I'm into and these bands inspire me and I write stuff that is, you know, influenced by these bands or these artists or whatever, which totally makes sense. I I do that still, but that can get you um, stuck sometimes because maybe you've written everything and you just can't think of anything new. Then it's time to go outside of that. And what I mean is like sometimes literally like go outside and start to pay attention to, Anything from nature sounds to traffic to, you know, um, I've I've written rhythms based on certain sounds that certain insects would make. You know, there's crazy rhythms that they they do. I think like cicadas in particular, things of that nature. Or if you're at home, you know, listen to the appliances. They'll drive you nuts. But little things like that. There's always something that you can can take away from it if you, if you pay attention to it. And you know, (laughs) the other end of that is learning how to turn it off too. But that's what I mean by like outside influences. And also on that note, if you're going outside, I highly recommend walking in nature just because I, I swear by that to this day, where if I feel like you know, I need to clear my head and I'm, I've been working on a piece of music, but I've kind of like gotten to a point where it's like, I need to take a break. I'm not really getting any further with this right now. I'll go for a walk. And I try to walk in nature particularly because it's just, you know, the, the feeling of it being surrounded in nature, there's this calming effect for one. And, um, there's actually been an interesting study about nature walks in particular and how they can help facilitate creative ideas. If you go to bulletproofmusician.com, uh, Dr. Noah Kagiyama has this whole really interesting article about that. So nature walks—I'm big on them. I've written many, many, many songs, and what's cool too is that you—if you go to like different locations. Even if it's just like still nature or wherever you're, you're probably going to get inspired in different ways. Um, that certainly happened for me. The last album that I put out, you know, it was written in completely different locations, like from you know, New Hampshire to Arizona to New Jersey. And then wherever else I ended up and the songs are very different as a result. Some of them took the kind of, you know, energy of the city living like close to New York city and, and then others were like, you know, way more slow and heavy and hypnotic from being out in in Arizona and, you know, things of that nature. It's just, it's interesting to to see how location can affect what your output's going to be musically. Um, Anyway, the next thing I want to say, and I've mentioned this before, but it's committing to suffering for five minutes. When, when people tell me that they have an issue with getting motivated to write music, to me it sounds like there's some kind of pain linked there, right? Usually the issue with motivation is that you're linking more pain to taking action versus not taking action. So what I recommend you do, whatever it's going to be, is you sit down, you set a timer for five minutes and just commit to writing without, without any filter, without any expectation, just with complete you know, curiosity, just see where it goes. Don't have an agenda, start out like that. And if things take off from there, right? You go with it, just go with it. Don't interrupt it and just allow it to happen. But don't try to, you know, don't try to have this like desired outcome right off the bat, that can come later once you get the ideas going. But right now we're just focused on getting ideas going. So the only conscious action you should take Is just sitting down, setting that timer, and then start putting pencil to paper or you know grabbing your guitar, whatever you're gonna do, and just start messing around. That's it. Once you got into that like flow state, just you know ride the wave. (laughs) I keep saying that this week, ride the wave. Feel like feel like that's like a Matthew McConaughey thing or something. Um, Anyway, so. Commit to suffering for five minutes. Chances are you're gonna go for way longer than five minutes once you get started, but only commit to the first five minutes and just tell yourself you can walk away if you want to. Uh, it's something I use all, all of all of all of the time. So highly recommended. All right, last thing. Give yourself uh, a homework assignment. So what I mean by that is if you are really, really stuck and you're not sure how to get out of this block, right? It could be due to the fact that you are really overwhelmed with what you're trying to accomplish. Um, Again, it goes back to expectation and like desired outcome, right? A good example was how um, Rick Rubin, I'm sure you're familiar with Rick Rubin, producer extraordinaire, He was talking about ways of getting his artists to get over writer's block. And he would say he would give them homework assignments. So there was an artist, I forget who it was in particular, but they had like one line left of a lyric for the song that they're working on. And they were in the studio and the guy was freaking out and he was frustrated because he just couldn't get the right words for this one line, which was even more frustrating because it was the last line and, and I think it was the last song. So Rick told him, listen, just go home tonight. And um, do you think you can give me like one word that you like for this line by tomorrow? And the artist was like, yeah, yeah, I should definitely be able to do that. No problem. And then in, in doing that, right, that takes the pressure off. You're able to just like, okay, this is one thing that I can do. This is one thing that is totally within my control. It's totally manageable, totally doable. And more often than not, once you take that one action and accomplish that one simple thing, it will probably lead to other things. But don't worry about that. Just worry about taking care of that one really, really, really simple, manageable thing for starters. And then that can be the only thing that you do that day. Like that can be, you know, the only win that you need to worry about super, super helpful. Um, I love doing that, you know, be like, okay, what are, I'll be working on a song and be like, all right, I just need to worry about this chorus right now. I I, I can't get the, the, the verses or anything like that out right now. So I'll be like, all right, so what, what is a good melody for the chorus? And then like, what are some placeholder lyrics that I can put for the chorus that I can just swap out later, you know, get the, the, thesaurus or whatever and um and uh, deal with it then but again giving yourself like a little bit of homework helps out big time all right there you have it so thank you so much for watching or listening if you're on apple Podcasts, and uh, i hope you got a ton out of this i know that was a pretty lengthy episode right there so there's a lot to kind of unpack so If you're looking for something to help you to process all this sort of stuff in a more streamlined type of way, I would suggest you grab my free checklist at the link in the description below if you're watching on YouTube or in the show notes at Apple Podcasts, or you could just go to fastermusiccreation.mykajabi.com slash song ranting. Again, it's going to take everything that I'm talking about in this episode and just condense it down into some very simple and actionable steps. So grab that you know, play this episode back and just read along if you want. It'll, it'll help out a lot. So thanks again for watching. And if you want me to talk about something in particular on a future episode, definitely drop me a comment. If you're watching on YouTube or just, you know, find me on social media and shoot me a message and be like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. I would love for you to talk about this. Right? So let me know. Thanks again.